Blog Talk Radio. My name is Everett Sands. I'm the president and founder of the West Foundation. West, 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 West Foundation. West, 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 West Foundation. West, what is West? West, 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 what we want, we want, we want to do is we want to impart on these young people that we have opportunity to, uh, to coach, coach, coach. That you got to work every day. You got to work every day to be successful. You can't take any days off. You can't take any days off. Even when you don't feel like getting it done, you got to get out there and do it. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands of West Foundation Sports Talk Show. It is July 13th. This is truly the best month of the year, and in 15 days will be the best day of the year, but that's another story. Uh, but welcome, everybody. <laughs> we have a great show lined up for you today. Um, you know, the main topic of the show is going to be talking about the name, image, and likeness rule that was recently passed. But... Before we get into that, again, always just like to talk a little bit about the West Foundation and what we're working to accomplish. Our goal is to help kids to understand that they can be successful without being a professional athlete. Now, I think it's important that they chase their dream because there's so much that can be learned from chasing their dream. They learn discipline, perseverance, teamwork. These are all things that, regardless of what you do after your sport is over, are going to be important for you to be successful in that walk of life. So it's important that they chase the dream. But it's also important that they understand that that sport is going to end at some time. You know, Drew Brees has been doing it for 20-plus years, but it's ended this year. Um, for some guys, it ends when they finish high school. For some, it's when they finish college or during college. Some get a cup of coffee in the league. Some spend 20 years playing, but it's going to end. And the key is, especially in football, usually in basketball as well, they're going to be late 20s, early 30s, and now they've got to figure out what's next. There's still a lot of life to lead. There's still a lot of opportunities to be successful. So we want to help equip these kids with some tools that will help them to find that success whenever that sport ends. And not only whenever that sport ends, but these same tools will help them to be successful while they're playing. So that's what our goal is. Now, how do we do that? Our major event was two weeks ago. We have a a free football and cheerleading camp um, where we have guys, uh, a few guys that played with me, but mostly guys that played for me at my various coaching stops. They come in and be the coaches. 
another thing that we was able to do this year, we was able to bless the kids, all the kids that came to camp, with a pair of cleats or a pair of sneakers, um, which was great to be able to, to give that to those kids. Uh, and I would like to say thank you to Carson's Cleats, um, who actually came up with the idea initially, and they did a big part of uh, getting that start and that process rolling and raising the money to help do that. And then also Intersold, uh, which is another nonprofit um, that also donated. And then uh, we, we, we just did a, I think it was a great deal where we was able to get those, those kids some cleats and some sneakers. Um, we're also going to do different sports clinics, basketball, baseball, um, my co-host today, C.J. Haynes, will be definitely going to do softball as well. Uh, we want to get golf. We want to get tennis. And then we're going to do some life skills seminars, usually going to be tied in to, to one of those clinics. We're going to talk about things such as overall nutrition. To me, the biggest one is financial literacy. And, again, I, the, the fear with that is if you make $40,000 a year or $40 million a year, if you don't know what to do with your money, you're probably going to end up broke. So learning what to do with that money and using your money instead of just spending that money. And we're going to talk about mental health and mental wellness, which I think is another. That's a close second to being one of the important ones. We're going to talk about character development, leadership development. You know, and some kids might be thinking, I'm not a leader. Well, here's something that you might not realize. Everybody's a leader. Even if you only lead one person, that one person is yourself. So you're going to lead somebody at some point in time. So learning to develop that leadership, those leadership skills is going to be important. We're going to talk about etiquette, interacting with police officers, you know, all these things and others that will help as they go on, as these young kids go through life. And, Speaking of all those things, the one we talked about was character, and that sort of ties into our thought of the day today. And the thought of the day is character. It can lift you or it can limit you. You know, something that I think is true is that you cannot climb beyond the limitations of your character. So let's just talk about what makes up your character a little bit. Well, before we talk about the makeup, your character will stop you from taking shortcuts to success or will stop you from going on and just thinking that I deserve that just because of my talent. Your talent will give you an opportunity to be a difference maker, but your character makes a difference in you. Everybody's human and they make mistakes, but your character is what keeps you walking that line. I believe and I read this a long time ago, um, that people are like icebergs, and it's very true. Um, there's more than what meets the eye. An iceberg, on average, you only see about 15% of it is visible. That's your talent. The visible part is your talent. That's what everybody can see. The other 85% of you, that makes up your character. That's the hidden part, the part that's beneath the water that they can't see. That is the person of who you really are. So your thoughts, your actions behind closed doors, your response in that bad 5 o'clock traffic, if you're in Atlanta, it might be 3.30, um, 
how you handle failure, how you handle success, all of these things make up your character. The bottom line is your character will protect your talent because your talent will only take you so far. And unfortunately, we see a lot of uh, guys that are high-profile guys that their character has unfortunately knocked them down a little bit. But that character will protect your talent. Now, here are four elements of character that we all can work on. The first is self-discipline. And sometimes that's, that's easier said than done, to be able to put yourself in a situation where you know you need to do something and force yourself to do it. Your core values. I mean, what do you stand for? A sense of identity. Now, sometimes what happens with, with some athletes is they identify themselves as an athlete, a football player, a basketball player. But what is your true sense of identity? And then the last one is integrity. When nobody is looking, what are you doing? And here's a quote I got from Margaret Jensen. And our character creates our choices, yet our choices create our character. Character is the sum total of all of our everyday choices. Our character today is a result of our choices yesterday. Our character tomorrow will be a result of our choices today. To change your character change your choices. Day by day, what you think, what you choose, and what you do is who you become. I'm going to say that last line again. Day by day, what you think, what you choose, and what you do is who you become. That is what makes up your character. And every day, we have an opportunity to make a choice If I'm going to do something that is within my character and I'm going to maintain that, or am I going to do something that's outside my character? Am I going to do something that I know is right? Or am I going to step across the line and do something that I know is wrong? But this is what makes up your character. And unfortunately, sometimes one bad choice can ruin your life. Just one. So I urge you to allow your character to protect your talent and go make good choices every day and become the person that you are meant to be. Today, I have uh, my old roommate, my quarterback, um, to be here to be my co-host again, Mr. C.J. Haynes. C.J., how's everything going? Everything's going well, Ev, and um... – Thank you for having me on. I um, appreciate it. Looking forward to today's show. Hey, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Now, you're in the, the midst of uh, softball season. How is the softball season going for you? It's going well. Um, this is uh, actually <laughs> my my last year doing it, I think. <laughs> That's the plan anyway. <laughs> but um, we, we have a, um, a strong team this year again, and actually we just got back from Atlanta, um, at the largest showcase uh, east of the Mississippi. And uh, we finished really well, made the quarterfinals, and Saturday right. we pack up and we head to Virginia for the uh, USA Softball Gold Championships. Okay, what part of Virginia is that in? 
uh, Roanoke. We'll be in the western part Roanoke. of the state. Um, yes, sir. Well, good, man. Well, good luck to you all, man. Good luck to you. Now, I, I hear you saying it's going to be your last year. So it's it's one of those things that sometimes, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to say it's my last year until somebody asks me to come back. Well, going to be my last year for a while as a head coach. I'm going to step away from from doing this for a while. That There are some things I'm looking at from a um, organizational standpoint that I might get involved in, but going to spend the next couple of years working with my son and developing his um, – continuing to develop his skills um, in football and, and track. He actually just qualified for the Junior Olympics and will – be taking him out to Houston the uh, first weekend in August. So I'll still be doing a lot of stuff. Right, right. Now, what events uh, is he running? Yep, he, he qualified the triple jump. Um, he actually okay. um, is, is really doing very well, and his first is his first year in it. And um, he, he ran the 100 and, um, and did the triple jump this year, and he qualified for the Junior Olympics in the triple. Nice, nice, nice. Now, what kind of numbers do you have to put up to uh, go out there and, and and really make a name for himself? Yeah, he's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I actually was surprised that he qualified. I mean, he, he's added mm-hmm. about, man, three feet uh, since he started jumping um, this year in high school. So um, mm-hmm. it was really unfortunate that um, in the regional meet, the weather um, – caused him to miss his last two jumps. He really was in a good rhythm, and mm. all four of his jumps, he um, made personal records. So he was really in a good rhythm. Right. So the goal really is to go out and, you know, just set another PR. You know, we're going to try to get out about mm-hmm. 41 feet, which will, for um incoming sophomore, will put him probably the upper half in the state of Florida, and, and then we'll just work from there going into next high school season. Right, right, yeah, because he is just finishing up his freshman year, right? That's right. That is correct. So he got three more years. He got three more. So he got time to go on and, and make some hay with that. The, uh, yeah, and I'm, no, I'm no really speech. letting him realize there's, you know, there's um, track is one of those sports that people overlook that at a mm-hmm. professional level is, is very lucrative. Um, but just having that opportunity to, to possibly run in college is um uh, it's a great opportunity and, and it's something that, you know, he has a skill set to be able to um put that the technique together to do the triple jump and that's that's not easy to do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now now this just talking about jumping reminds me of uh uh one time my senior year. There's a guy named Zeke. I don't remember his first name. Um but I did my first jump, and uh, then he did his. And this joker, this was the long jump, not the triple. Mm-hmm. He jumped off the pit. <laughs> and, and I looked over, and to my coach, was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I can't compete with that. I mean, he jumped, dude, was 25-plus feet. He jumped out the pit, and I'm just like, man, you good, man. I, I know I can't beat that. No, but, yeah, uh, I actually went to high school with a guy who jumped twenty five three or so in high school, and you know the one thing. And, and I was listening to you give your opening and and what you stress um, with the West Foundation, and you know a lot of that I try to apply with James and and track that you know you're out there competing against people, you're competing for your team, but you're competing inwardly against mm-hmm. yourself. 
You know, you're trying to do your best with every attempt, with every jump. And, you know, yeah, you're trying to get on that podium, but if you're making progression and you're you're putting in the work and you're standing in the process, the, the, you'll normally get the results you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. That is true. And that's the key. You know, that's that's kind of like why I love golf so much, where I am competing against everybody else, but I'm also competing against myself. Absolutely. Um, the difference with track is you can continually get better in track. Golf sometimes you feel like you're getting better, and then all of a sudden you take two steps back. <laughs> I, I resemble that. <laughs> uh, so now is the uh, Junior Olympics the last big event for track this year? Yeah, it is, and um, it's actually right in the middle of preseason football. So, you know, mm. I've already let his his coach know and that we're going to, you know, limit the amount of days we're away as much as possible to, to get him back for uh, right. his preseason workouts, um, which which fortunately the coach is very understanding and understanding the opportunity it is to um, compete on a national stage like that. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. you would assume you'd make it back another year, but that's not necessarily the case. So we want to make sure we give him that opportunity this year, which he's earned. Right, definitely. That's big time. That is big time. And now your daughter is going to be heading off to college to play softball. Where is she going to be going? Yep, the uh, youngest one is heading off to uh, Stetson University down in Deland, Florida. And uh, she's having a good summer. Uh, we're we're um, preparing and playing. We play a lot of high-level stuff. We play a lot of stuff that um, will help these young ladies be as prepared as possible to step onto a a college campus. And, um, you know, last year mm-hmm. we did really well. We finished finished fifth in our national tournament. And this one is it's probably the second biggest youth tournament in the world. And um, we're excited mm-hmm. that we actually got invited um, to participate as one of the top teams in the country, which, you know, to me, those young people can't even understand what that means at this point. Um, but right. but it's, it's really special that the uh, tournament organizers, recognize them as some of the top players and and ask them to come and participate uh, in this tournament, not even having to go through the qualifying rounds. Nice, nice. Now, how many teams would they have in the tournament? This one is is it's really selected. So there's 36 teams in the 18U division. Um, so wow. they there's a, there are a few to get qualified. You know, we received um, a CEO berth from. Uh, the president, the youth president of USA Softball, which, again, is just a tremendous honor. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll go up and get a practice in Sunday after we check in and give them some time to run around the city and sightsee before the opening ceremony Sunday night. And we get started with pool play on Monday um, and Tuesday. And, you know, after that, we'll lay it on the line and and see where we end up. Nice. So 36 teams from around the world. Yep, yep. And they're mostly in the United States. There's some teams from Oregon, right. um, Arizona. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's and it's amazing because people think of softball and really I think it's becoming more popular now that ESPN has picked up a lot of the uh, College World Series. But these young ladies are very, very skilled, and the things that they can do at a young age is pretty impressive. Right, right. Now, is there a professional softball league? There is. It, it kind of 
comes in and out, it hasn't really, unfortunately, received the backing like the WNBA got from the NBA. Um, but they mm-hmm. play mostly in Florida, um, so we get to see a lot of it. Um, in fact, not far from my hometown, um, USA Pride um, plays down in the Melbourne area. Um, okay. And so a lot of the young ladies, uh, I know the young lady from James Madison, the pitcher, she's on the USA Pride team now. Unfortunately, it's, it's certainly not the money that they can only play professional softball. They certainly have to have other mm-hmm. uh, jobs to continue to uh, support themselves. But um, I think the league has six or eight teams uh, this summer, which, and of course, a lot of them are on the um, Olympic team. So they've stepped away from that for this summer the, to participate in the Olympics. Okay. Now the um... – so there is Olympic softball as well, so that's that'd, that'd be huge if they get opportunity to do that. I'm sure it is. That's exciting. Because I'm, you know, Absolutely. I still say my plan was, you know, I always wanted to go to the Olympics. So, well, my goal, what I said I was going to do is I'm going to go to the Bahamas because my dad is Bahamian, and I'm going to go throw the shot put because you don't ever see no Bahamian shot put <laughs> Right. Put the you know what? Put Never thought about that. Athlete. You're absolutely right. Hey. I I can go through go through the Olympics, but I I never put that plan into action. So shame on me. Shame on that, me. That would have been but, very special, absolutely. Yep. But on a on another note, just talk about some other sports. Have you had an opportunity to watch any of the uh, NBA finals yet? Um, if it, I've been very. Um, impressed with the, um, the the competition. I know a lot of people might have uh, written uh, the Bucks off, but, man, they answered the bell the other night. Yeah, they did. They did. And, you know, part of you have to ask with, uh, what is it, Aiden, the, the big guy for uh, the Suns, he was in yes. foul trouble early. Well, is he the equalizer for, for Giannis? Because he was, he was on fire the other day. I mean, it was – he was playing at another level. And he's got – Yeah, he, he's special, man. You know, they call him the point game. freak for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, you know, for a big play- guy, though, Ev, he, he's so skillful. I mean, you yeah. you, you see his how, – how he just runs the court, how he maneuvers around the basketball, around the basket. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he – I don't know if we've seen anything like that in a very long – you know, in a way, he reminds me of an even more athletic um, Akeem Olajuwon, just how, you know, he's not that big monster like Shaq was, but the footwork, right. the fluidity, and, and, and running the court. And, yeah, he it's, it's fun to watch that young man. Yep, yep. And, you know, of course you've got to ask the question, if, if, he, if I mean, excuse me, if Brooklyn stays healthy, do the Bucks even get there? Oh, I don't. I don't think anybody beats Brooklyn if they're healthy. <laughs> those, <laughs> those, those three fellows can fill the bucket up, man. I and actually, I thought that they was and, and really, if if Durant's foot is about six inches smaller, they they, they win that game. Yeah, yeah. You just need yeah. a, you need a smaller shoe on. Yeah. So that's. That's uh, but but one of the things that that I saw just watching the game, um, is uh, Phoenix is pretty skilled too now. They got some guys over there that can make some things happen. 
Um, what's the young rookie Johnson? Is that his name? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, he he made a couple of sh- that dunk he had the last game over old boy was pretty nasty. That was pretty nasty. So it's, it's going to be good to see what's going to happen here next because uh, the Bucks definitely picked up their level of play. Can they maintain that for two more games while they're in Milwaukee? And because uh, yeah, I, I think Phoenix is gonna, I'm happy for Chris yeah. Paul though. I tell you, as long as he's laboring the league. It's good to see him on on a that big stage finally. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a he he is so quick and fluid, and he just got defenders just turning all around, and it's uh, he's pretty nifty with the foot with I mean with a basketball in his hand. Oh yeah. Plus, I figured that the NBA yeah. owed him for blocking the, the trade back in the day and keeping him from playing with Kobe. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I would have been pretty nasty. Him and Kobe on the same team. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been pretty nasty. Yeah. That, uh, you know, that would have been not the same dynamic, but another Kobe-Shack dynamic. That would have been pretty much, you know, unstoppable, I would I would think. Um, so, hey. But he's getting his opportunity now. And I think he's going to try to. He's going to make sure he takes advantage of it. Absolutely. The um, so we're getting ready to uh, get get back into football again. Now, do you think Tom Brady can do it again? Wow. You know what? I, I don't know that you can bet against him. <laughs> I mean, you you keep <laughs> waiting for this guy to look old on the field. And he just doesn't. And I, I tell you the thing that impressed me, through every championship, just about every team loses key pieces. And for the Bucks to keep their roster primarily intact, I think says a lot about people wanting to play with Tom, people yep. understanding, you know, the importance of continuity. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody that didn't lose some key players after winning a championship. In, in, in today's type of free agency and stuff like that, you know, not the right. 70 Steelers and those teams, but that, so, I, I mean, I don't know how you pick against them when, when they returned everybody and they were the best team last year. Yep. Now, now of course, you know, I I'm rooting for the Cowboys, but. <laughs> I, I still have to say now, if, if Kansas City got their two starting tackles, it's a different game. I think so, yeah. It's a different game. Don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I think it's a different game. And uh, and that's hey, but as they say, if some bus with candy and nuts, every day it'd be Christmas, right? Yeah, and, and that's certainly going to you know key injuries, you know. And I, I tell you also, you know, I, I know we're not paying as much attention to it, but you know, you're still going to have COVID issues. Um, so who's going to miss mm-hmm. games? Who who's going to be available to play? I think will right. ultimately decide. You know the matchups, and, and the matchups will decide. You know who who moves forward. But uh, I, I I'm exactly. looking forward to this NFL season more than I've looked forward to any season in, in recent history. Um, I think there are just so many good teams that are capable of winning a championship this year. Right. So hey, it's going to be all. Uh, it's going to be a combination of who can stay healthy, and and who is peaking at the right time. 
because that's what Tampa did last year. They peaked at the right time. And uh, that definitely has a part of it. But, hey, we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with our first guest. So hold on. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove to soothe the move romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because this is summertime But back then I didn't really know what it was But now I see what happened is The way that people respond to summer madness The weather is hot and girls are dressing less And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes she turn around and see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime. Short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start the four. Sitting with your friends, as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark up nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing, leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness.
Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands of West Foundation Sports Talk Show. We're back with our first guest, uh, and we have Mr. James Washington. James, how's everything going? Man, everything is great. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man, doing well. Just trying to be like you when I grow up, that's all. <laughs> well, you want to be now, better than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're in sports marketing. Yeah. Um, but before we, before we get into what you're doing now, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to to what you're doing now. Well, uh, uh, it basically, it, it started, I, I went to Grambling, uh, Grambling State University in North Louisiana. I uh, actually played in a marching band, and um, I'm a musician, so I got a chance to um, arrange music for uh, the marching band, and if you know, if you know anything about Grammy's band, it's, it's famous, mm-hmm. world famous. It performed in almost every major stadium across the country, um, and so there were a lot of celebrities and artists that used to perform with the band, and I got a chance to meet them um, because I've arranged a lot of music for them. And uh, way back in the day, and I'm going to tell my age here. Around the uh, early 90s, uh, Boys to Men, the R&B group, performed with uh, with our band, and uh, I got a chance to meet them because I arranged some music. They were signed to Motown Records at that time, and so uh, I got the opportunity to have an internship with Motown in Los Angeles because of that. And um, And so, you know, I was going to be in the record business, I already had an R&B group that I was managing at the time, so, you know, life was going to be great for me. And um, still young at that time and, you know, just, just kind of trying to figure out life, right? So, right. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of shifted gears and, and decided, you know what, I'm not sure if this route as far as um, the music industry is what I want to take. So um, I went into corporate America and uh, sort of worked my way up uh, uh, in in managing. Uh, So I I, I worked for several top-tiered telecommunications companies uh, in the marketing department. I worked my way up to senior-level management. But uh, that void was still there because I have a passion for uh, sports. Uh, in mm-hmm. entertainment, um, but that void was sort of still there. So, you know, I, I came up with the idea of how can I kind of utilize my business experience with um, with what my passion is. And so uh, after prayer, you know, I, I came up with, you know, uh, being a sports agent, and I decided to uh, go on the marketing side of things um, because, quite frankly, there, there's more freedom on that side and you can make more money. Uh, when you're dealing with player contracts um, and using the NFL and the NBA as an example, uh, those players' associations have regulations and uh, that you have to uh, follow. And they get mm-hmm. to decide you know, basically how much of a percentage that you can charge your clients. And so Hmm. just 
of evaluating the, the, the scope of the industry and things like that, I, I, I decided that, you know, basically there's a huge upside, at, at least for me, uh, on the marketing right. side because that's my background. And then I, I really felt that, um, you know, from a compensation standpoint, that it will be more lucrative for me. So that's sort of how I, you know, got into this business. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're over there on the marketing side. And yeah. are you working more with NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball? Do you do a little bit of everything or, or you sort of concentrate on one one of those sports? What well, well no, uh, so so my, my clients present and past have um, you know, represented, you know, the the total scope of sports and entertainment. I mean, I've represented, you know, NFL players, um, you know, current and past, um, actors, uh, musicians, uh, music producers, models, um, uh, broadcasters, um, you know, people that you see on TV that, um, you know, on ESPN or the NFL Network, you know, that I've had a chance to work with. So um, I'm not limiting myself. So, you know, uh, my client base goes across all of sports and entertainment. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there is a new rule that has just been passed. It's been in the talks for a couple of years. Um, uh-huh. The name, image, and likeness. Um, for student athletes. Right. Now, I would imagine, first and foremost, that student athletes still cannot use an agent. Is that correct? Actually, that is incorrect. Oh. With this new, with this new rule, um, student athletes can hire an agent, but there's a caveat with that. Now, this agent can only... Uh, work with them um, can only help them with NIL deals only. Uh, they cannot have anywhere in their contract that, you know, may stipulate that, you know, that particular agent will represent them, you know, in future uh, negotiations, you know, if or when they pro. Uh, so that, that rule is strict there. Because that's right. another set of uh, parameters that needs to be followed. You know, and if, if you remember, I kind of mentioned earlier, if you use the mm-hmm. NFL as an example, uh, the, uh, the NFLPA requires that a certified contract advisor can only negotiate contracts on behalf of that player. So uh, an agent who is, invi- who is advising a student athlete, you know, regarding NIL deals does not have to be certified in any type of way. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. It does. So in essence now, not a contract negotiator, but a marketing agent, Yes, student athletes can now employ and have. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's correct. Interesting. Now, I saw something that you had posted 
um, talking about the do's and don'ts of this, because this is a new rule. This is something new. Um, most kids, well, not most, none of these kids have, have any experience with this because it's brand new. And right. you put out some do's and don'ts um, on social media. You mind going over some of those things? Sure, sure. So, I mean, it, it was just something that I um, decided to, you know, sort of put out there because on social media there's a lot of uh, college athletes that are connected uh, to me as well as uh, uh, pro pro uh, athletes as well, but kind of wanted to mm-hmm. at least, you know, put something out there as a guide, um, you know, so that they could at, at least have a starting place uh, uh, as, a, a, as a place of resource. So uh, one of the things that I, I put out there was um, avoid – NIL deals that could negatively impact your future, um, any future sponsorship or endorsement opportunities. Um, And what that means is, well, let me back up a little bit. What, What every student athlete needs to understand in going into this is that they're their own corporation now. Their brand is their own business. So their mindset has to change um, from, hey, I'm just a student athlete, to not only am I a student athlete, but I am a business. And so what that means is um, as a student athlete or as a business, you don't want to enter into any type of agreement that could impact negatively impact any future endorsements or opportunities that you may have down the line. Now, you may say, uh, you know, can you give me some examples of that? And if I could be quite frankly here, um, you know, one that comes to mind, and and, it may be a bit extreme, but, you know, uh, still in uh, the uh, pornography industry, Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're your own corporation, you want to avoid an industry like such as that that may negatively impact future opportunities. Because right. when, 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 a, when a major brand wants to partner with you, what they're saying is that we, what they're saying is that we trust personal brands that's going to enhance our product that that we're promoting right now. And so we want to utilize your personal brand and your personal following and your reputation to help us market our particular product. Mm-hmm. So if you enter in, in any type of deal that, you know, may impact negatively your reputation your brand, your standing in the community or anything like that, you know, major brands will be, you know, they would definitely think twice about wanting to partner with you and, right. uh, you know, as someone uh, that would be a, uh, a, a brand ambassador for their brand. And mm-hmm. that's just one example. 
that. Right. That makes and, sense. And so, yep. so if you look at another one, um, let's see. Um, another good one is you want to consider strategies to increase your social media footprint or your followers. Again, I mentioned that, you know, these student athletes, they're, they're their own business. So what makes you, one of the things that makes them attractive is not only their performance in their particular sport, but um, uh, major brands are interested in their thousands or maybe millions of followers that they have. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. as a brand ambassador uh, or what brands like to call influencers, what they're, what they're wanting to do is hire you to influence not only your current audience, but bring mm-hmm. you into a larger audience and influence them to think positively about their product or to purchase their product. Right. So increasing their social media footprint and their followers will be a huge step into making yourself attractive to um, to major brands. How? Okay. What are some strategies? that you can do to increase that social footprint? Oh, one thing that I, that I always tell athletes is um, you have to be consistent. Um, you have to be engaging. You know, someone who is very engaging on social media um, will tend to um, attract uh, a lot of followers. Um, and, and I've noticed, you know, over the past couple of years that you have a lot of student athletes uh, in particular, they would get on social media and, quite frankly, they would kind of go into a lot of ranting about various topics, you know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, while on one hand they may feel that that's, you know, freedom of, you know, my personal um, expression, Again, you have to have the mindset of I am a business, and everything that I do, I want to make myself attractive to followers, attractive to uh, business opportunities. And so, if I'm being, if if my posts are positive, if I'm engaging with my followers, uh, if I'm being consistent in posting. You know, not just, um, you know, making one post and then, you know, a post again maybe two weeks later. That's the thing about social media is that you have to be active and you have to be engaging. And when you're doing that, um, again, positive posts, uh, people want to know what you're doing. People want to know, you know, uh, for athletes, you know, a, a lot of people are just fascinated by, you know, a day in the life of an athlete. You know, what do you do every day? You know, what's your exercise regimen? You know, what, what's your diet? You know, how do you do that? Um, you know, how do you, uh, you know, what's your daily schedule as far as, you know, uh, exercising and going to practice? And, you know, what do you do in your, your, your free time after that? So just uh, posting things uh uh, you know uh, about that about yourself and kind of 
you know, what, what, what a day in life is, what it, what it means to be you. Um, you know, people, people are very interested in that. And so just being consistent with that will also increase your followers. Gotcha. I guess why I don't have a lot of followers. I'm not very consistent. <laughs> it, it, it's a task, man. And you know, a, a, a lot of a lot of these kids out there, you know, they 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 just do it, um, you know, kind of naturally. And you know, for guys mm-hmm. like us at our age, you know, we <laughs> it, it can be a little bit challenging to be consistent like that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Hey CJ, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a 25 day uh, consistently posting. Let's see if I can increase yeah. it. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you get past five, you beat me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, the thing is, is just uh, again, it's being being consistent and um, and 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 having um, just relevant content out there. As for and as well as photos and videos, um, photos and videos are, are really good good tools to um, uh, tools of engagement and can get get more followers as well. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anything else on that do and don't list that, you, that we should highlight? Um, I, I would say the last thing that that I would highlight is from a compensation standpoint. You know, for these. Uh, student athletes who may have agents or um, uh, maybe not have agents. Um, from a compensation standpoint, you know, I would always suggest that you um, request at, at least 50% of your, up, of your compensation up front, uh, and that's before any services are performed. Um, that's not a rule or anything. It, it's just something that you know, that I find that I'm comfortable with and my clients are comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a deal can be negotiated any type of way. You know, it, it just depends upon um, whatever you and the other party come up with. But, you know, just from a, a, a marketing standpoint, uh, that that's something that I would recommend to to uh, student athletes and, and putting together a marketing deal is that you request at least fifty percent um, of your uh, compensation to be paid up front. Okay. Um, now, this is, of course, across the country, and I know there's going to be a lot of money that's exchanged. But how can a small business uh, affect the name, image, and likeness? I mean, or most of these kids going to be or have small businesses that that are the people that's going to pay them. Um, how can small businesses use this to grow their business? What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, well, well, it depends. I mean, you you have um, it, it 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 can be a variety of of different types of businesses or brands that may want to request services from the student athletes. I mean, if you look at now, now obviously your 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 top tier um, athletes, you know, obviously they will probably get the bigger deals. I mean, I, w- I was reading right. the other day uh, those uh, twin sisters, the basketball players from uh, Fresno State, um, mm-hmm. they have a very large social media uh, presence. Uh, Haley 
in uh, Hannah Cavender, I believe, from Fresno State. Okay. And they, okay. they've just signed the endorsement deal with Boost Mobile, right? Mm. And so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the amount, but I, I would imagine that that would probably be somewhat lucrative. Right. A lucrative deal yeah. with them. And then, and then you may have your, your, you know, tier two, tier three type of athletes that may uh, get opportunities such as um, uh, maybe doing a commercial with a local car dealership, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, 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 the, in, in their uh, local community. Um, you may have um, some athletes that may go on to do some speaking events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have some athletes that, that come and make uh, some public appearances. You know, let's say a company is having a grand opening or something like that, and and let's say they, they want to get the star running back or, or, or something like that um, to make an appearance there and, and kind of, you know, shake hands and sign autographs. So it's a lot of uh, – there's a big variety of opportunities out there, both large and small. Um, now, mm-hmm. one thing I, I will say that um, with the rules um, and guidelines regarding NIL, that the rules that are set as they are right now does not prohibit boosters from paying right. athletes. Exactly. Now, as long as they're yeah. Now, as long as those yeah. payments are, you know, they're they're not directly for, you know, any type of pay-to-play, you know, act, type of activity. Activity. So how do you, how know, do you, you have how the, you determine that? That's the thing. How do you determine that? Well, um, that that's something that the NCAA is going to have to figure out. Uh, that, that, exactly. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So you know, part of me says that. They're sort of legalizing what's been going on behind closed doors at some of these schools anyway. Uh, a- absolutely. A- absolutely. And and now that, you know, with the r- ruling of the Supreme Court come down, you know, the NCAA for years, and, you know, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not going to go on a tangent about them, but um, they, they have no choice right now but to comply. And, and the only thing that right. they can do is at least try to put – some sort of, you know, parameters around um, so that they can have some type of control. But, um, mm. you know, to your point, I mean, a lot of this is, you know, now legal with what was done anyway. So, Right, right. Now, let me ask this question. Um, how can – and I'm just sort of just thinking, how can a student athlete be negatively affected by this new rule? Um, let's see. Or is it um, all just positive? In my opinion, it's positive as long as the student athlete and, you know, and their parents or their representatives you know, kind of make wise decisions, right? Uh, as far as what type of uh, deals that they go into, you know, mm-hmm. again, staying away from, you know, the 
I would. Uh, the you know alcohol industry, the gambling industry, um, you know industries such as such as those um, that again you know down the road when you turn pro um, and let's say you're wanting to um, you're wanting to have an opportunity with Disney, which you know mm-hmm. kid friendly, right, clean image, right. and and now, you know, some things come out or they discover that you, you know, you were into an agreement with, you know, a company who was in the alcohol industry or something like that. Well, you right. know, for Disney, that, that's not the type of brand ambassador that they would look for, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would say, I mean, that's at, at least offhand, that's the only way that I can see it negatively impacting the student athlete is, okay. you know, the, the athlete has to make wise choices. So who would you recommend that these athletes go to to help make these wise choices? Because some of them um, don't have, unfortunately, some of them don't have, you know, two parents that they can go to um, or that, that figure in their life that they that they lean on. So who should they go to? Yeah, well, uh, let me put a plug in for myself. Um, okay. And, you know, if any student athlete out there has any questions or, you know, uh, you're in search of any type of, uh, you know, NIL representation, you know, you can feel free to give me a call at 469-802. Zero four four seven, um, or you can email me at james at j twenty three ent dot com. Um, feel more comfortable. You you can always you know if you don't have you know the the the, the support from you know any of your family members, um, you know I I would say. Um, you know, have a conversation with, you know, some of the coaches. Maybe they may have, um, you know, people that they've worked with or, uh, you know, someone that they've networked with. Um, mm-hmm. I, even, you know, at, at, at school, if you want to have a conversation with uh, maybe one of the professors in the marketing department, you can go to. Uh, but also there's a wealth of information out there the NCAA website, uh, there's a lot of um, resources out there on the Internet that um, they can do their personal research uh, and use as a resource. Um, there's tons of uh, resource material out there, and I would definitely yeah. advise in, in doing so. But what I would caution against, Everett, I would, cautious, I would, cautious, I would caution, I'm sorry, every student athlete from, you know, using a friend, um, a family member, you know, who does not have experience in this area, who does not have experience in the marketing side of things, where they may be someone you can trust, and that's, that's always great. But if they don't have the business experience or the knowledge or the wisdom to make uh, determinations on your behalf, then, you know, that may come back to bite you. 
Right. So okay. I, I would recommend getting using a professional. Right. Okay. Well, good. And again, your email address is james at j23ent.com. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Right. Or they can good. call the office four six nine eight zero two zero four four seven. Good, good, good. Well, hey, well, James, a lot of wealth of information there. We really appreciate it. And, and as we get going, uh, we have some more uh, questions. We, 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 we definitely love to call people back, so we might try to call and get you back on again sometime. Absolutely, man. Sure. It was, it was a pleasure. Um, just, I'm here if you need me. All right, man. Hey, we, we definitely appreciate it. And, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Hold on. Okay.
Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands of the West Foundation Sports Talk Show. Got my co-host tonight, C.J. Haynes, and we have our next guest, Mr. Ryan Shockner. Ryan, how's everything going? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. First very time, well, very well. Uh, this is Ryan's second time being on the show, and definitely appreciate Ryan coming down to the to – the, uh, West Foundation's football and cheerleading camp a couple of weeks ago. Uh, definitely, Ryan, we appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It was great to see the community rally around. I mean, it's such a good uh, event for the kids. And, uh, man, I'd love to see, you know, ten times as many kids there next next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe, you know, um, once we get over the COVID concerns and hopefully we, we won't have the threat of rain, uh, then we have a, a much bigger <laughs> A much bigger crowd. You know, CJ was kind of funny. Um, it, it didn't rain hard, but it was sprinkling. Of course, mm-hmm. the guys just sat there and was like, oh, ain't nothing but a little bit of rain. The girls, they got underneath the tent. <laughs> and, and uh, but, but, you know, I, and I can see if my daughter was out there, it would be, oh, my hair is getting wet. Um, let me get underneath the tent. Um, but but it was good, and the good thing was there was enough room where they got some work underneath the tent as well. Uh, so so we still had some some production that was getting making, that was going on there. But Ryan, we're talking about name, image, and likeness today. Uh, again, you're you're more on the, the financial side, and, and just tell us, just remind us again a little bit about what you do because you actually just had a new launch, a new book launch. So tell us a little bit about that before we get into name, image, and likeness. I did. Yeah, I did. So it's uh, and and we got even more exciting news when I was on my run this morning. I was I did a uh, uh, Instagram post about it. But uh, my background is uh, 22 years as a financial advisor. I uh, uh, worked with uh, some athletes on on that side of things. I've I have my own firm. We've got advisors in five different states. But last year when COVID hit, uh, I was about to hire an intern that was a basketball player at UNC Charlotte. And uh, I, you know, a super sharp guy. And I was started asking him about, you know, his knowledge on just financial literacy type stuff. And, and that parlayed into a book, which parlayed into a, uh, another company uh, that is going around. And uh, I can't disclose who, but we signed a, a school uh, this morning to go in and teach uh, financial literacy to their student athletes, but the book launched. Uh, I think it was with a, with many delays, but I think it was divine intervention because it coincided with uh, the NIL getting rolled out. Uh, but the mm-hmm. book launched uh, last week, and uh, this morning, as I was on my run, I uh, got word that it hit seller status on Amazon. So, mm. uh, nice. super excited about that! Outstanding, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this book, tell us a little bit about what you have in the book that, that made it go best yeah, ab- so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I break it up into two sections. And uh, the, the, the main thing that I wanted, because I know there's, you know, financial advisors do talks at schools here and there. And, it, and the feedback I always got was you could tell they were looking for clients. And so I wanted to make this, uh, very easy to uh, very easy to distinguish that we're not after getting anybody as clients. We we help match up 
if, if student athletes, you know, want someone, we'll help you find and vet someone. But, uh, but that's not what this is all about education and making it simple. And so um, I, I, my, my whole mentality when I was writing this was uh, complexity is the enemy of execution. And in order to have financial literacy, we need to uh, make things so simple that they can go out and execute. And so what I do is I explain everything through the language of sports. So I relate it to um, ideas and, uh, and just things that regardless of sport that you uh, deal with. So, you know, whether it's uh, relating your statistics to your credit score and the importance of it. Um, and, and we go through all those foundational pieces. So we talk about credit, the importance of it, and then we give a game plan on this is what you can do right now to have good credit and impact your credit score. We go through taxes. We go through budgeting. We go through how to vet financial advisors and, and make sure you're getting good advice, how to protect your identity, how to protect your earning power, how to save um, you know, a, a timing type strategy. Uh, so a ton of different topics, but we hit them first with, um, you know, everyone that plays college sports, I'd say not, you know, the majority of guys, especially in your revenue producing sports, they have that idea in the back of their head that they want to play, you know, if it's football, they want to play on Sunday or, you know, basketball, they'd love to be playing right now. And, um, and, but those, there's a limited number of spots that, and roster spots, you know, basketball, since the NBA finals are going on, there's what, 450 some roster spots and not all those turn over every year. So a small percentage of guys that play D1 basketball are going to make it to that level. But let's say they do, the career lifespan is so short that uh, we need to start game planning what's next. And so what we try and do is explain to, uh, to these student athletes that, man, their skills are setting them up regardless of what sport they play and if they go pro. There are Fortune 500 companies that are spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year to try and figure out how to get that student athlete employed at their company. And there's a value that of, of just lessons that they've learned through, you know, ever since they started playing sports, you know, how to take coaching, how to receive feedback, how to implement quickly and adjust, all those things that are skills that a lot of, you know, students that don't play sports, they don't have those. And so now they have to, you know, they have to learn those on the job. So we go and we, and we just explain their value that they bring to the workforce. We explain, you know, different uh, behavioral or personality dimensions. Um, and we explain, you know, hey, you may be very vocal and, and social. These are the careers that, that maybe you should gravitate to. Maybe you shouldn't be an accounting major. Maybe you should think about, um, you know, real estate or sales or something like that. And so we try and, you know, uh, show them, that, hey, your skill set lines up, are you in the right major? Are you going for the right thing? And then, um, you know, and then we talk about how to leverage LinkedIn, you know, football and and basketball. A lot of times you can't get internships during uh, when you're in school, right? So you can't go to J.P. Morgan and, and, um, you know, do a a summer internship because you're working out, you got workouts and all that, summer school and all that. 
And so how do you set the narrative for who you are uh, by using LinkedIn? How do you connect with people that are in, um, you know, occupations that you may want to get into uh, to, uh, you know, have opportunities post, uh, post-athletics, whenever that may be. So we do, we do all that, but we keep it so simple. We give them game plans on things that they can do right now to execute, to set themselves up. Um, so it's really a, you know, it's a book, it's a workbook. We, we have, you know, Anthony Tolliver, 14-year NBA veteran, uh, came on late to co-author it. So he gives his perspective from a uh, professional basketball player, Roy Williams, Oklahoma National Championship, Oklahoma, um, five-year pro bowler uh, with the Cowboys. He, he wrote the foreword. Aurelius Ben uh, was with the Jaguars. I mean, just tons of guys that had played uh, college, had a high level and professional sport contributed to this. And, um, and so, uh, I mean, we cover a lot. We keep it simple, and we give them a plan to execute on. And, um, and it's been fun. It's been fun. Nice, nice. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. And you know what? I, why, why I love talking with Ryan CJ. Everything he's saying lines right up with the West Foundation and what we want to do. Yes, sir. It is outstanding. Outstanding. Now, as we sort of turn to this name, image, and likeness, all of a sudden, these student athletes don't have to wait until they graduate and get a contract. They are now truly their own business. So from your perspective, what should these student athletes be thinking about first and second um, yeah. about making sure that the brand is going to be successful? Yeah, so I think I think that you you teed it up perfectly. Um, they're their own business, right? This is not you know uh, the the at the end of the day uh, the way that they are going to be taxed. And so I'm going to use the you know the dreaded three letter word tax. Um, that's a that's a big uh, mm. issue that they probably aren't aware of, right? And Uncle right. Sam is going to get his get his take, but they're taxed as a business. If I have my son go get a job at Chick-fil-A, he's going to be a W-2 and they're going to withhold some taxes out of his paycheck. That's not happening mm-hmm. with these endorsements, right? Mm-hmm. So, and so you have that piece and that's a whole different tax rate than you would if you would, if you know, if you did look at Chick-fil-A. And so you have the, and then you have the two types of compensation that are coming through. You have cash compensation and then you have non-cash compensation and you have to account for both when you're filing your taxes. And so if you get, you know, a card, you know, a car deal, local car dealer gives you a car as part of the deal to uh, drive around in for a year, you have to come up with a value for that. Now a CPA can do this, right? I mean, that, that's at the end of the day, it's go to the CPA uh, and, and get the, you know, the, the expert advice, but you're going to have to come up mm. with a value for that as well as, you know, maybe he gave you a couple thousand dollars to, uh, you know, drive around in the car plus use of the car. So all that's going to be added in into your self-employment tax. 
And so the IRS says, hey, if it's under $400, right, which some of these students, you know, they'll, they'll sign small little deals for, um, you know, maybe posting something on Instagram or, or something like that. Um, if it's under $400, you don't have to report that as income, but you do – so that gets you out of paying the, the income tax, but you still have to pay the self-employment tax of somewhere around 15%. And so, mm. you know, there's just so many, uh, you know, caveats to this that, you know, you're thinking I'm going to get this deal and it's, you know, it's five grand and I get some, uh, you know, I get some shirts and, and some uh, maybe some new shoes or something like that. Uh but you're not thinking, well, I, I really should be holding back 30% of that, um, you know, that 5,000 because I don't know where I'm going to end up from a, from a uh, income tax standpoint and how, you know, what's the value of the clothes and shoes that I'm going to be wearing and how does that play into it? And so it, it's not, you know, a lot of times, you know, these kids get, you know, Pell grants, right. When that is a whole nother mm-hmm. issue that gets rolled into this, right. Cause um, and, and that money doesn't have to be paid back. So they get the grant and they, you yeah. know, if they get 1200 bucks, they can spell, spend 1200 bucks, right? They don't have to worry about the taxes. Right. Well, this is completely different. Mm-hmm. And so, so the taxes I think is, is number one, because you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, the NCAA is not going to be able to make a deal with the IRS to, to get, you know, these kids out of that, especially, you know, like your last guest talked about the twins that are, um, uh, you know, guy, I think it was a million dollars from Boost Mobile, um, or, um, you know, Masterpiece son who got $2 million deal for, uh, basketball. Um, you know, it, you know, the IRS is going to get their cut, right? There's no deal that NCAA is going to be able to work out with, with the IRS to avoid that. Um, but, but then you have the kids that are on Pell Grant, which, which is a large number of, student athletes and mm-hmm. it's all based on income family income and and you know overall income coming into the household well what you know what's going to be greater are you going to get a couple deals and that is going to uh, exclude you now or it's going to reduce mm-hmm. the amount of money you get from that so so what's right. better right and so there's a financial side to that you know is the is the five or ten grand you're going to get from the endorsement that you're going to have to pay taxes on? Is that worth losing the you know six seven thousand non-taxable that you're uh, that you're going to be getting from from the grant? And so there's you know there's ramifications to uh, to all this, especially if you're talking about you know clothes and you got to be able to account for that uh, or you know merchandise or whatever it is is that going to push you over and is that going to limit then your, um, you know, the amount of money that you get on, on grants. And so um, even financial aid, if, you know, a lot of student athletes, you know, if you look at a lot of the non-revenue producing sports, you know, they either get partial scholarship or no scholarship. And so, um, you know, is that income that you're going to be receiving off of this, you know, (laughs) is that going to, is that going to ruin that financial aid deal? So there's a lot of, you know, it's like the wild west right now. Everyone, you know, everyone's going out there for, you know, they heard there's gold out there. Everyone's running out there, but but they don't realize that it's a, it's a journey that you don't, you don't really know what's going to pop up along the way. 
Mm-hmm. Because you know that that tax thing is real now. Oh, that that's real. Yeah, you don't get. Yeah, you don't. You don't get. You want to see someone come in your account and take money out of it? That's that's what Uncle Sam. He's very good at that. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I guess the a question is, what is that break-even point? Full Pell qualifier. What's the break-even point for me getting money with the taxes? To say that, hey, it's yeah. better for me to take yeah. here and lose my Pell Grant. And then you also got to think about um, that family that has two kids in college. One of them is an athlete, one of them is not. One of them get $15,000 for this, and all of a sudden now the other kid can't get any money because that money is coming into the house. And now, So, so there is a lot of different scenarios, and it's going to be different for everybody. That's, that's you know, that's yeah. part of it. I haven't even – so that that tax is is huge. Well, I'm gonna throw another wrinkle in it. Did you see the the um, the quarterback? He was a quarterback down in Miami that that said, um, you know, I'm gonna share whatever my money is with with the other players because so, so they can send money home and all that type of stuff. Man, his heart's right. in the right place, but but there's one guy getting a tax bill on that. Yeah. So how is he going to? account for that and giving money to other players? Like, is he going to then issue, you know, 1099s to those guys? Well, I, I doubt it, right? So it's hearts in the right yeah. place, but, but you know, yeah. can you actually yeah. make that happen, right? So it's, you know, that I think that is the biggest, you know, I see the biggest issue in all this. And then you have, you know, but this can be a, a, a real blessing for some guys, right? And so no how how are you using this, right? Because I'm, I'm big in, in our uh, boot camps that we do talking about, listen, you're, you're four years in college or five years in college um, and going pro, right, if that's your goal or if that is your in, end destination, that's just a stopping mm-hmm. point along the way, right? Because right. even if you go pro at, you know, 21 or 20, you and you and you're in the whatever league for five years. Now you're you're out. You're 25. Like you're still a baby. You've got exactly. you've got years and years and years ahead of you, right? So, so how are yep. we going to use this money that you're getting to help set you up for whatever journey is is coming down the line, right? Like let's not buy Jordans with them. Like maybe get a pair, but like let's <laughs> think through what you may want to do down the line and this could really help set you up for taking advantage of some, you know, some opportunities post-athletics. Yep. Exactly. That is true. That is very true. And and again, that's where that financial literacy comes in. And, and I think it's hard for some kids to not think about tomorrow. Just think about today. Yeah, I agree. But and that when we talk about money mindset, like what's your money mindset? And um, and I know we spent last time we spent a ton, a ton of time on this, but it's you know are are you going to be the CEO of your money or are you going to serve your money? And so are you going to tell your dollars and you're going to hold them accountable? Are you going to be the boss or are are you going to let your money dictate um, who you're paying it to? Are you going to pay your you know are you going to be in credit card debt? Are you going to owe a bunch on a car? You know, are you going to serve your money or is it going to serve you? 
And, and, you know, you look at a lot of these players now, you know, I'll just point to uh, Anthony Tolliver, who was in the book, you know, he's going to make significantly more money with his business dealings than he, he ever did in the NBA. And he got paid right. in the NBA. I mean, he wasn't small deals, right? But he yep. was smart enough to, to not overextend himself to, to mm-hmm. you know, and not live on a budget, right? But, but he never lit, went past a certain amount. And he set himself up with phenomenal opportunities. And, you know, it's going to be life-changing for generations to come uh, in his family, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the mindset? You know, do you want to be that guy or do you want to be the guy that, you know, he's looking for? I mean, there's Heisman Trophy winners that are are looking for for jobs, right? They can't – they're just waiting for their Mm -hmm. pension to start. That is true. That is very true. And unfortunately, hey, and then there's some that, that set themselves up um, and didn't want to. You look at Allen Iverson. He didn't want to do that. But look at you. Somebody said, nope, you're going to do it anyway. And yeah. uh, now he did that. <clears throat> well, he had the right so people all- looking out for him at, at one point. Yep. You know, at some exactly. point, he had the right people looking out for him. So. Right, and that's that's extremely important. Extremely important. So taxes. Um, what was what's another big thought with the name, uh, image and likeness, that uh, as a financial advisor that comes to mind after the taxes. Yeah, I just think it's it's a good. Um, you know, it's it's is it going to impact any grants or financial aid, right? But then it's right. let's see how much we can stockpile to get us ahead um, of, you know, of where we might be without this. And so what I mean by that is, you know, we always talk about a three-phase savings, and I don't care what you invest in, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Some guys like real estate, some guys like stocks, whatever it is, I don't care. Um, But we've got to save for emergencies, right? So, you know, if something happens and, you know, we have another COVID-19 uh, are you going to be fine or are you going to be stressed out? So let's have enough money in that that category. And this is low-risk money, right? This is we don't really care mm-hmm. if this makes us a ton of money because that's not the intent of it, right? Like, like you don't right. care if you're, uh, if you're, if you're defensive end. Uh, you don't really care if he can uh, run a good route like, like your wide receiver, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not what he's there for. Right. And so this is money that's safe money that that you're not going to touch and that's there for an emergency. Well, maybe some of this uh, NIL money can set you up and you can fill that bucket or that time frame. So now you can start looking at when you, you know, post athletics or, or, you know, you get into whatever league. Now you say, well, I've got this one done. Now I can start looking at other opportunities and, and doing some stuff that's a little bit sexier that. Uh, you know, maybe it's helping start a business or maybe it's doing stocks or, or cryptocurrency or NFTs or whatever, you know, whatever interests you, maybe it is some of that type of stuff. Cause you, and you, and you advance where you would have been without. Right. So, right. you know, have fun with it, right. Have fun with some of it, but I mean, use this to put yourself, set yourself ahead of where you would have been without it. <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's a mm-hmm. listen. It's a great opportunity. I mean, there's guys. I mean, I've seen some of the articles where you know you, you look at some of these like Reggie Bush, what he would have made had this been, um, you know, around when when he was still playing. You know, guys mm-hmm. like that. It's 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 crazy, right? And they're talking about right. um, Arch Manning, right? Cooper Manning's son coming. He's just still a senior mm-hmm. in, in high school. They're talking about him being able to get ten million. <laughs> Yep, exactly. I mean, that's that'll. That, I mean, he he should be right if he's smart with it. He should be, right. you know, set with that. Set. Right now, he can just play. Goes, it doesn't even matter if he goes pro. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, hey, there's a lot. There's a lot of uncharted territory, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where where this thing goes. And uh, I'm curious to see. Well, again, it came down from the Supreme Court, but, you know, where will it lead? Because, um, of course, one of the things you think about is I can see this, how this could be a recruiting advantage in, in some situations. Um, because it's now going to be, hey, you come over here, I got you a $5 million deal. Well, I got you a $6 million deal. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It, it legalized it, basically. They yeah. can come out of the shadows. <laughs> exactly. Now, it's not supposed to be used that way, but, I, I mean, you can't – I don't know if you can control it. I don't think I don't think you can control it. I mean, I think it's here to stay. Like, I don't know how you – even if they – even if the NCAA says, hey, you know, I know we were forced into this, uh, you know, sooner than what we what we wanted. We've been trying to delay this thing, but – even if they say we're gonna we're gonna get rid of it, like how do you how do you unwind this? I mean, it's yeah. it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's it's impossible. So it's here to stay, and it's you yeah. know I th- and it's and I think like I said, a divine intervention with the delays in the in my book and and you know it rolling out now. It's what are you doing as an institution now to provide. Um, your your student athletes the education that they should have gotten a long time ago, and aren't necessarily getting uh, now, right? So how are you going to do that so that so at least you can say, hey, we did our part. The now here's a question that, uh, and I know we're 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 almost well, we're out of time, but what about the Non-revenue, non-revenue um, sports. What about the Division Two, Division Three athletes? What do you think is going to happen with them? Yeah. So what I've seen, and it's actually I've read a couple articles on it. Um, it's it's we live in a social media society, right? So the prediction is that female athletes are actually going to be able to capitalize on this um, a lot more than male athletes because they tend to have the, you know, more Instagram or TikTok followers. And so, you know, I think the division two, you know, the division two, division threes, I mean, it's, it's social media driven, right? How many people do you have access to that, you know, um, that these companies are, are trying to get in front of? And and you do have influence over them, and so I think that will um, that will be the saving grace for some of the 
you know, the other, uh, you know, non-revenue producing sports and, you know, female, uh, female athletes. And I think anything that you can, you know, it's, it's hard to get the offensive linemen, (laughs) right. Because they're, they're overlooked anyway. Uh, Nobody, nobody interviews the offensive linemen. Right. And so, uh, you know, this, this, what's that? I said, until they miss a, a block and they get a set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then everybody knows their name. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but this, you know, if they can still capitalize on this, just depending on what right. opportunities they go after, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's uh, – those are bigger guys, right? Maybe it's re- restaurant type, right? So uh, there's a lot of platforms out there that will help match up you know, businesses and athletes, and they'll help take care of the compliance aspect, you know, get the contracts and all that, that type of stuff. And so I think there's going to be plenty of deals. I mean, I think this, what it really does is it allows the smaller business to make more of a name for themselves in that community uh, that the school's in. And so, um, so I think, I think they'll be all right. Now they won't be getting the 10 million, like, like Arch Manning, uh, but Mm -hmm. You know, it'll be smaller deals depending on um, you know who they are, social media following, that that sort of thing. Right, and this is um, a reality. The better look at people and probably get more deals because they got more followers. Yeah. Yep. But that means I wouldn't have got a lot of followers because you know I got a face for radio. <laughs> I would have been at zero. That would have been a negative. Can you go negative on followers? That would have been me. <laughs> well, hey, well, Ryan, we do appreciate it, man. Lots of great information. And uh, as always, you definitely want to get you back again sometime because you always give us a lot to think about from a financial literacy standpoint. And uh, one of the things that, that we're definitely planning in September is to do a little financial sem- financial literacy seminar. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely be using some of your information on that. Uh, but again, we appreciate it, and we look forward to having you back joining us again sometime soon. Excellent, sounds good. I appreciate it. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm calling.
that has that experience, um, especially those kids that are going to have bigger deals because uh, those bigger deals could, could definitely set them up for life. And, and then the other thing just goes back to uh, one of the big points that Ryan made that it hadn't even crossed my mind until he said it. It's the taxes. You still got to pay tax on that money. And uh, I promise you, Uncle Sam going to get his. <laughs> Absolutely. That, you know, we were talking off air, that, and you're right. I, I never thought about that part of it. And, you know, how many entertainers and sports figures that we know that knew about the taxes and still got in trouble, mm-hmm. let alone these yep. young folks that, that are just really starting to experience life. Right, exactly, exactly, and and you know I I never forget the uh, my uh, good friend called me after his, he went straight through got his degree his PhD his first job he called me and was like e somebody stealing my money like what you talking about <laughs> man some fucking dude took about half my pay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so the good thing with that experience is he had FICA taking that. But these kids aren't going to have anybody taking any of that money out. So, so they need to go on to put 30 to 40% of it aside um, just for taxes. And then when they get stuff like clothes and food and all that, they got to account for that too. Yeah. And, and, and be honest, how many of us are – that responsible, and we're asking that oh. of eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's yeah. That's that's going to be something, and uh, yeah, that, that's going to be crazy. Because again, that kid that gets that car. First of all, how do you value? How you put a value on, on a car that I've been driving for a year? What's that value? Um, how that kid even know? So. Now, all of a sudden, if he's wise, he's going to find an accountant um, to go talk to. Uh, then how much that accountant is going to cost? Um, or is he going to go to uh, the guy around the street, around the corner, that that, that uh, knows a little bit, and then all of a sudden something's done wrong? And you got to be smart. All these kids need to make sure they're smart and they do it the right way. Um, because the taxes is one of the things that you don't want to uh, get caught up in. Because as you as you said earlier, there's there's some of our icons in the sports world and in the uh, acting world that have found themselves behind bars because of tax evasion. Um, so it's, Absolutely. it's something that they they got to go and start thinking about. And uh, and then but the you other thing a, that a good talk- point. I, what what are they going to end up with? You know some some of the you know, unless you have the master P deal or these type of things, if you get a marketing agent, if you get a tax uh, person, if you get an attorney to look over the contracts for those people, it, mm-hmm. you know, that $5,000 may end up being $500 that you actually put in your exactly. pocket. Yet you've yep. got to do this work to maintain and do all these things. So, yeah, it definitely can be a double-edged sword. And, you know, i tell you the other thing, I, I certainly hope, and I think they will, because I think the schools will have to put people in place for compliance, but I hope they, they put things in place just like you have your academic advisors. You, 
that they they develop these NIL advisors and, and really give these mm-hmm. young people a chance to be successful. Right. That's true. That that is that is true. And that is a great point. That and that they that needs to be somebody on the staff. You're right. That that they can go to because most of them, um, a lot of them, I'm not going to say most, a lot don't have anybody that's been in that arena that can help them. Um, and, you know, one of the positives you can see out of this is if they gain this experience in college, how much better are they going to be um, if they're blessed to have that opportunity in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball? Or soccer. That's right. So, so this is definitely an opportunity for them to learn how to handle that. So, you know, one of the positives out of this is definitely that financial literacy is going to be forced on them. If not, they're going to be in trouble. So they got to go and learn. Yeah, if, if they don't, have- they will continue to be what they what we've said before, and they'll they'll be working for free. I mean, they will be yeah. their own company but they'll be negative mm-hmm. if they don't learn this, if they don't take interest in this. And, you know, and, and, and the, the one part is you always worry about the crooks, right? You worry about those that will, the piranhas that are going to take advantage mm-hmm. of these young people. And so you, you really pray that the majority of them will find themselves surrounded by the right people and people that truly have their best interests at heart. Right. Right. That's so true. So true, and uh, with the new rule, as always, there's going to be somebody trying to get around that rule. Um, oh get, yeah. Uh, now I didn't know about the boosters. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean that yeah. that can open up a lot of trouble, and oh. you know the other part oh. I was thinking earlier. You know, what what about the marketing? You you brought up the recruiting. You don't think Alabama and Clemson, and even if they don't, you don't think ESPN is not going to run some special to show how much mm-hmm. certain schools athletes make from this NIL, and, and that's mm-hmm. going to go down to these kids in high school. And so, yeah, I want to go to that school where I can make the most money yep. while I'm in school. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, well here's, a, here's another thing now, and I, and I did this study a while back. The overall, you know, it is less than 1% that make it to the NFL. SEC, that just 17%, which is still not actual, but that's a whole lot better opportunity to make it out of the SEC than if you're not. Wow, that's a big number. Yeah, it is. It is. So, and, and it's, that's almost one out of every five seniors um, will get an opportunity to play. That's, hey. So, I would imagine that as they do run the numbers, that the numbers in the Power Five, especially the SEC, um, are going to be a lot bigger than a lot of the other places which will continue to increase their recruiting prowess because it's, well, hey, I got a one in five. If I go to the SEC, I got a one in five chance of going to the NFL. Plus, 
if I go there, I'm going to probably make five times as much as if I go to the other conference. I'm going to try to get there. Yeah. I think you you may see the, the gulf between the haves and the have-nots get a lot bigger in the next five years or so. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because it's it's been, and, you know, one of my battle cries that I've coached, you know, at every level in Division One football, that they'll find you if you're good enough. Now it's find you if you're good enough, but if you go to school A, you're going to make a whole lot more money, and that's going to, hit, that's going to hurt the new trend of going, trying to get the HBCUs, kids to go to HBCUs. Because now, hey, if I go to Alabama, they're saying I can get me a, a $500,000 deal. What you got? Yeah, the, I think you're going to see less and less parity. I mean, it's. Those smaller schools are struggling. I mean, and there will be some that have niches, right, like, you know, the Citadel, um, I think, uh, Charleston, mm-hmm. Southern, those areas. But, yeah, you're you're going to lose out. I mean, the Alabamas and the Clemsons, the Floridas of the world are going to get a lot richer, you know, and the Boise States and places like that, I think they're going to struggle to consistently land a number of top athletes. I mean, I mean, the, the numbers will, will, will determine that. I mean, it'll – why would a kid not take that chance? At then, add in your favorite topic of the transfer portal. You talk mm-hmm. about the Wild West. This thing is about to be crazy. Yep, yep. Because now, if I do have a good year, and I'm at a mid-major, and now all of a sudden I'm projected oh. to be a yes, dude. Sir. Oh, somebody gonna pay me now. Pay me, dude. You're I'm absolutely going over right. There. And, and yeah. now they can transfer. That, that part. Mm. Yeah. 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 This is going to be – and, and, and I, you know nobody thought about all these moving parts. But this right. – and especially right. the first time around. I mean, it, it is going to be mm-hmm. groundbreaking. It is going to be wild. And you know they're, they're just they're – just, some people out there who won't do right. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the collateral damage will be these young people in their lives. And, and that's the unfortunate right. part. Yeah, that is true. And the, uh, well, hey, the numbers are going to get big for some of these kids. The numbers will get big. So first and foremost, well, I think, about, they, think about the trickle down, though. Don't you? Mm-hmm. It's going to start trickling down into high school, pop more. I mean, these parents. You already got these helicopter parents as is. Yep. Now they're going to be thinking about the numbers these kids can get in college when they're eight, exactly. nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Uh, it, yeah. Yep, that is true. Yep, that is true. Interesting but, uh, indeed. Now it's going to be you not letting my child play, and he can and he can go to a school such and such if you let him play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to get crazy, baby. It's going to get crazy. It will get crazy. And it's uh, mm. hey man, I, I'm curious to see how it's all going to work out, but um, this next year recruiting is going to be is going to really be the first year um, that you see this happening. 
And this year is going to be so different recruiting-wise because on one hand, um, 2021, everybody got a free year. So right. every last year had an opportunity to come back, and that number did not account against that institution. But next year, you got a couple of different things working. One, the guy that is a junior right now um, has another year. Or excuse me. So he's really a senior, but they're saying he's a junior. So he's, he can come mm-hmm. back in 2022. So now mm-hmm. the school has to decide, do I bring this kid back? Because now he's back right. to 85 scholarship. Do I bring this kid back or yep. do I sign a freshman? So there's going to be a lot of freshmen or guys that would be freshmen that don't get opportunities because they're going to keep that older kid that they know what he can do. Yep. Well, you know, the, the, um, the spring sports have already experienced that. They, they've already gone or they started going through that. And the, the, the schools had to make the determination of, hey, do I – exactly what you're saying. You know, do I keep this person who's been in my program four or five years? And, and right. really, it is going to affect – that's a four- or five-year process. I know from the softball mm-hmm. end, there are specific mm-hmm. schools that aren't offering scholarships for the next couple of years. There's one in particular here in Florida. Out of their 26 players, they've got 22 underclassmen. Right. So they – you know, young people that they would that would have replaced those classes, they all of a sudden, and that that doesn't even include yet a couple of kids that redshirted. I mean, it is right. so back ended. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the schools have had to decide. You know, do I pay the incoming freshmen or do the um, the fifth year seniors? You know, I know one school here had all the seniors come back as walk ons because they had been. Uh, scholarship for four years, and they gave the money to the freshmen. But, you know, it's, mm. it's individual schools' choices, and it is drastically affecting recruiting, drastically. Yep. Um, yep. And, and so now this will be the start of it for football, and, you know, that that's affecting a lot of young folks in high school. And, mm. and I even went through with my daughter and, and, and the, the young ladies that I coach. And there are D1 kids that will end up D2 and so on down the line. Mm-hmm. And then there will be some that will miss out because of this yep. extra year with no extra money. Exactly. Exactly. And it's you know, the, the kid that can afford to walk on will put himself in a great position when those upperclassmen or those seniors graduate. But what about the kid that can't afford to walk on? Absolutely. He's got to sit home. Athletic enough to play college ball, to have his school paid for, but because of the backlog, may not get that opportunity. And then the You're other part absolutely right. Other part that adds fuel to the fire, as you said, which I like to talk about, is the transfer portal. Yeah. So this year or excuse me, in January, from a football perspective, I see the transfer reporter overflowing for two reasons. One, 
most of the kids that's on college campuses right now that are freshmen, this is the first time they've ever been on campus. So wow. a lot yeah. of like, because they couldn't get on campus last year. They couldn't get on campus in the spring. They couldn't get on campus in the summer. They couldn't get on campus in the fall. So they signed, and the first time they met their coaches in person and got on campus in person was this summer. So some of them aren't going to like it. And then on the flip side of that, yeah, some of the kids, because that's the first time that the coaches met the players, um, they're going to be like, you're not a good fit for my program, so you need to go ahead and move on. So the combination of those two is going to have the transfer portal in January, December, January, overflowing. And now you add the fact that some of these kids are, are the the backlog that's going to happen because, um, again, this is the free year. So next year is the year that the backlog is going to, going to affect the income of freshmen. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, you know, what about the NIL agreement you got to be – the running back at UF, but you transfer right. to Oklahoma, and now you don't – I mean, do you have to give that money back? Or, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, contractual deal. Um, every contract would be different. And then is it a four-year contract? Is it a one-year contract? Is it a two-year right. contract? I mean, what was the contract? Um, is the contract just as long as I'm here at the institution? If I, fail, if I flunk out, does, my, does that void my contract? If I if I transfer to the void my contract, I mean, so there's there's a lot of contractual things that's got to happen there too. That again, hopefully, these young people will have somebody in their corner that, as you you mentioned earlier, I, I need a lawyer to look at my contract, I need a CPA to make sure I'm covered tax wise, I need a marketing agent to make sure that I, I can get some of these deals, and that's going to eat into some of your profits. Yeah, I mean it. I know they're trying to do the right thing. I I think sometimes we we get the cart before the horse because we don't have these mm-hmm. conversations. That there's not enough time put in forms like this because it can be done and it can be done better. I think these first mm-hmm. couple of years, I mean, there there're going to be some successes, but I predict there're yeah. going to be some utter failures as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 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 Um because I don't know I, and how many of these kids are thinking about the tax implications? Oh, I would tell you less than 1%, I'm sure. If you and <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it and we focus on finances exactly. and money, there's no way. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. And, and just like you were saying, he, and it was uh, the story you were sharing, it was uh, De'Ara King down in Miami who brought his right. lineman in on this deal. I can assure you mm-hmm. he's not understanding. He's still paying the taxes for all his buddies. <laughs> exactly. And he's you know, probably you, never heard Me of and it. you boys, but I'm not paying your tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love you. Hey. <laughs> but, oh, yes, man. Sir. That's, hey, but it, that's something that's got to be thought about. Something's got to be thought about. Yeah. <laughs> Now I would say I would I would think on oh, there could be some great business opportunities, especially for honest mm-hmm. people who are looking to mm-hmm. help these young people and make right. you know some dollars for themselves and their families, and for some of these young people to develop businesses mm-hmm. to help 
their friends and, and things along. And that's what I hope ultimately becomes of it, that it, it, it sparks more small businesses, more entrepreneurship, um, mm-hmm. but honesty and integrity that they go along with it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? And, and uh, more internships. I mean, just imagine if. Yes. Yes. Or major. And now all of a sudden I get an opportunity to work with guys that I'm in school with. And I mean, that's, I think there's some tremendous opportunities that can come out of this. And so, you know, from that aspect, you're excited. Um, but again, there's so many mishaps that could happen along the way. So, hey, we'll keep rolling. We'll try to educate as we can. We'll try to educate as we Absolutely. can. Absolutely. But I, I yeah, appreciate you joining us tonight, man. It was a it was a great show and a lot of great information. And uh, and hopefully, kids will, will definitely tune in and, and start thinking about some of these things um, before the fact. And uh, so I think it would definitely help them down the road. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity, and, and certainly thank you for this forum and this platform to, to get this information out um, to, to all people, the, the young people, the athletes, their parents, their, mm-hmm. their coach, coaches, you know, those of us that, yep. you know, coach youth sports. This is great information for us to have to, to help guide these young people that are in our lives. So thank you for all that you do. Hey, man, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. Hey, we are going to go on and shut this down for the night. Again, we would like to thank um, our title sponsor, which is Nano Air Solutions. Um, One thing that you want to make sure that you do is you upgrade your air game in your home. Uh, They sell MERV-13 air filters. We will capture not only the mold, the dust, the pollen, it will also get your bacteria and virus-sized particles. So you you will definitely notice a difference when you use these in your home, and they're not that expensive. They're about the same price you're probably paying right now. Uh, so definitely go to www.nanoairsolutions.com and check out that website. Again, thanks, everybody, for listening in, and we will see you next week. Yo, devil, you violated. Uh, you violated. You about to get dealt with. About to get dealt with. Uh, uh. Double team on the
Yeah. 